Good morning, Lighthouse family, Citygate family, and the different outreach churches that is joining us today in our Sunday online service. My name is Pastor Josh Hernandez. I am from the New Gen Ministry, and I'm currently leading the Youth Ablaze Ministry here in Alabang. And I want to welcome every one of you in our New Gen Sunday. And before I share the word for today. If you could just look down in your screen below, here are the different ministries in our new gen ministry here at church so that you are informed of their activities. We have the kids church, we have the youth ablaze ministry, and we also have for young adults, it's the Yamo Inc. So thank you so much. And again, before I share, I just want to appreciate all of those people that has done the pastoral prayer that is part of my YPC, the Youth Pastor Circle. Her name is Elisha Bakay. Uh, if you don't know her, she is the one who does the recording. She loves to do ministry behind the scene. But for this Sunday, she's the one in front and did the pastoral prayer. And at the same time, another uh, person or another uh, youth leader, another YPC. Her name is Cindy, who just did the offering. Of course, I also want to appreciate our uh, Levites team and the Next Wave team of our Youth Ablaze Ministry, who led us in this uh, wonderful worship time. I want to appreciate every one of you. Know that everything that you do for the Lord is not in vain. Now, if I just invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. And I'll be reading from the NIV version. Again, Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. It says here, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot, and a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, and a time to weep, and a time to laugh, and a time to mourn, and a time to dance, and a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, and a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, and a time to search, and a time to give up, and a time to keep, and a time to throw away, and a time to tear, and a time to mend, and a time to be silent, and a time to speak, and a time to love, and a time to hate, and a time for war, and a time for peace. And what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. And verse 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its Time. And he has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. And that each of them may eat and drink and finish and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. And verse 14 says, I know that everything God does will endure forever because nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. And God does it so that people will actually 
fear Him. And whatever is has already been and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. And in the place of justice, wickedness was there. And I said to myself, last verse, verse 17, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. If you could just close your eyes and then bow down your heads and let us pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the very world that you have given unto us. And thank you for this opportunity, God, that we are here in our Sunday online service. God, wherever we are, in our living rooms, in front of our computers, in front of our phones, together with our family, wherever we are, God, we believe that you are also there with us. Lord, you said in your word, when two or more is gathered in your name, you are there. So God, today we are standing in holy ground and your presence is very much alive in us. So Lord, speak to us for your servants are listening. Lord, I pray for every person that has been tuning in with us today in this Sunday online service. God, give us this heart that is considered as fertile ground that every seed that will actually be planted in our hearts will actually bear fruit in your perfect timing. Lord, be with us. Holy Spirit, let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The title of my preaching for today is God of Purpose. And I'll be sharing from the book of Ecclesiastes, which we read a while ago. And I want to share this to you. Why is purpose important? Right? Because purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Right? Purpose is the reason why an, a thing or a person actually exists. So if, you, if there is no purpose at all, then why are we here in this earth in the first place, right? The Word of the Lord says, apart from Him, we are nothing. And I want to... And the purpose and the goal for, for today's sharing is number one, that we need to know that God is the God of purpose, that every purpose that exists, every purpose that there is, it came from God. And then the second is, because God is a God of purpose, therefore we have the assurance that we are created for a purpose. And number three is, now... We know that we are created for a purpose now. Therefore, we should live in purpose. And maybe you're wondering, why is God the God of purpose? Right? Genesis 1, 26-27 says, This is the story of creation. This is just some of the few things that will actually prove that God is the God of purpose. The story of creation. God created the whole world in six days, right? And on the sixth day, He created us in His own image, 
right? Why would God actually create us in His own image if He doesn't have any purpose at all, right? Why would God create it, created the sun or the light? Why would God create the ocean and the land and the different animals and the plants and all the living creatures that there is, right? Everything that He created has a purpose. And He is, He is the, He, he knows what they are built for, why they were created for. And next is Revelation 1, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. God is from there, from the very beginning until the end of time. Come to think about it, right? For those young people, and not so young anymore, I know that you have attended field trips, right? Or you want, you, you, you visit the museum, pumupunta kayo sa mga different museum or historical places. Di ba meron tao doon, uh, 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 ang, ang, ang job niya is to, you know, to describe, you know, what happened in this particular place or, you know, what transpired, you know, this, uh, in a place that is so rich in history, right? And we believe that person, right? But, he wasn't actually there when it actually happened, right? But try to imagine this. God was there from beginning, from the start of time until the end. That when He actually created the whole earth and the first man, He was there and He knows the purpose. And Psalm 139, 1-6 says, He knows us completely it means he knows the every strain or the hair in our body he knows you know every single detail about us and that's the reason why he gave us hands and our eyes and our mouth because there is a purpose behind that and isaiah 43 1 says he calls us by name the god that we serve the god that we worship right now the God that you believe, the God that you put your faith and hope in, He calls you by your name. And lastly, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. It means that He loves us unconditionally. And why would God do that? Are you following? He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ. There is a purpose behind that. And at the same time, why would He actually send it for us? Because God knows the purpose that He has for every person that there is. And that's why He needed to send Jesus Christ to die on the cross on our behalf. And that is one of the many reasons why God is the God of purpose. TDJ says, God has invested entirely too much in you for you to be comfortable in anything less than you were created to be. The things that I have mentioned a while ago, that is the doings of God in our life. He has invested so much in us for us not to pursue and for us not to live the purpose in which why He created us in the first place. Are you following? God so much loves us that He has this beautiful plan 
for us. And talking about beautiful plan, of course, we are not excused from the trials and pains in life, right? But He also promised to us that He will be with us every step of the way. So God has invested in you. Now, I just want you to look at yourself right now. Look at your hands. Now, if there's a cell phone in front of you, 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 can you just turn your front camera and just look at yourself and say, wow, God has invested in this person in front of me, and that is you. And you got to believe that if God has invested in you, He has a purpose for you. And now we have established that because God is a God of purpose. Again, we have the assurance that we are created for a purpose. It means that walang aksidente dito. If you're feeling right now na Pastor Josh, Pastor Jojo, Pastor Sam, Pastor Tan, Pastor Carlo, Pastor Maki, Pastor June, I really don't know my purpose. Right? I have been living for so long already here on earth. But I still don't know my purpose. There is a difference for you not knowing your purpose than having no purpose at all. But I'm here to tell you this. God is a God of purpose and you are created for a purpose. Therefore, you and I should be living a life with a purpose. Again, maybe the question here right now is how come there are times that I still feel lost? There's one thing that I want to know. Lighthouse family, brothers and sisters, right? Even if you know the purpose of God in your life, even if you have a sense of direction, or maybe you are the kind of person that you have already laid out, you know, a plan or a five-year plan for your life, there are still moments that you're going to feel lost. And last year, what happened? During the pandemic, none of us were spared of that. And at some point in our life, you feel lost, right? You feel like, wow, this doesn't make sense. What is happening right now? I mean, you don't know where to start again. And maybe, just maybe, in that brief moment or in that particular season in your life, maybe, you know, the purpose that you have, you know, naging malapo. But again, that's no different. You are not a, you know, you're not a special case. It happens to every person. The next question is, how come that there are times that I feel that I'm not living with a purpose? Maybe, just maybe, because again, maybe you're here today and this is your first time to attend, you know, a Sunday online service like this. Maybe you don't know God and you don't know His plan for you. Maybe that's the reason why you, you feel like, you know, you're not living with a purpose. Now, this is the perfect time for you because we're going to talk about the God of purpose. So here are the lessons from the book of Ecclesiastes. Just to give you a, a brief background about the book of Ecclesiastes, um, this is one of the poetic literature books of Ecclesiastes. Actually, there was three. The first is Proverbs, and then next is Ecclesiastes, and then Job. And Ecclesiastes, um, there are, you know, some Bible scholars that saying that it was actually written by, by King Solomon or, you know, another son from the line of King David or a particular person 
that you know greatly uh, idolizes or follows you know the Solomonic teaching, right? And the book of Lexias, there is this character which they call the teacher, which is now different from the author. The author was actually writing the journey of the teacher, and the teacher was actually, you know, pursuing something, and he was looking for a deeper meaning in his life. Is this it? Is this really it? And he tried to, to pursue so many things. He, he pursued possession, he pursued wisdom, and so many things. And after pursuing those many things, he said that all of this are meaningless. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you're going to find the word meaningless more than 30 times. It was mentioned in the book of Ecclesiastes, meaningless more than 30 times. But then again, the author at the end, he summarized up, he made a conclusion based from the experience of the teacher as the teacher narrated the story, which we will discuss later, right? Now, lessons from the book of Ecclesiastes, God of purpose, number one. Here's the first point. God's purpose is supreme. I want you to say that God's purpose is supreme. Supreme is the highest, right? It means the most important, supreme. God's purpose is supreme. I believe and I know that there is so many purpose right now. But you and I should know that at the end of the day, okay, as you maybe pursue that purpose, as you do that purpose, what really matters is God's purpose in our life. As a matter of fact, all of those purpose submits to what, God, to what God's purpose is in our life. Ecclesiastes 3, 9 to 12 says, What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. And verse 11, listen to this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Okay? Not a few, but everything. He has made everything beautiful in its time. If God is the one who made everything in its time, then His purpose, because He created us for a purpose. There is a reason behind why He created everything. His purpose is higher than any purpose that there is in your life. And second is this, He has also set what? Eternity in the human heart. Why would God place or set eternity in the human heart? That is one of the purpose that He has created us. He has set eternity in our heart. And maybe, just maybe, that is the reason why the teacher in the book of Ecclesiastes you know, find the things that he pursue in life meaningless. Because the things that he pursue is considered temporary. But the Word of God says, God set eternity in our hearts. We are built for eternity. And maybe that's the reason why when we pursue those things that are temporary in our life, there are moments that, you know, we are not satisfied because we are built to pursue 
eternity. Because God placed eternity in our heart. And let me finish. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. And Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man. And that's true to us, right? We pursue so many things. We want to happen. We want so many things in our life. And I'm not saying that is bad because it is not. That's not the truth. We can actually pursue so many things. But I want you to listen to this. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand because God's purpose is supreme. It is the highest. And if God's purpose is the highest, and if God set eternity in our hearts, then it is something that we should be pursuing. Right? So maybe the question here right now is, what are the things that you and I are actually pursuing today? And again, I want to go back again to the book of Ecclesiastes. The things that we actually Pursue. And there are seven things that the book of Ecclesiastes or the teacher narrated because out of his curiosity, he tried out all of these things. He pursued these things. Number one, possessions, right? Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 1 to 11, it means the pleasures are meaningless, right? He pursued that. He pursued happiness. He wants to be happy. And then for a time, there was this satisfaction that he felt. But it was just, again, temporary. And then he concluded, all of this are meaningless. Knowledge, it means wisdom and folly are meaningless. Again, I'm not here to say that you don't have to pursue knowledge. But if you dedicate your life or if you, if you associate your purpose in life just to gain knowledge, then you are missing out on a lot because knowledge, again, is just temporary. And career, toil is meaningless. A lot of our young people today, our young adults are pursuing this because they want to have a a, a better future. They want to position their life to be better. there's, There's nothing but in pursuing career. But then again, if you again associate your purpose in life into your career, then everything will actually be meaningless for you. And then there's power, and then position, and then also treasure. The things that we pursue, possessions, knowledge, career, power, position, and treasures. All of these things are actually temporary. Why am I saying that these, are, these things are actually temporary, right? If you're, go- if you're going to die, let's say you died, okay? You won't be able to bring your possessions with you wherever you will go because you're already dead. Even the knowledge and the career, the power and the position and even the treasures that you have, you cannot bring it to the next life. So these things are only temporary. Again, I want you to get this. These things that you are pursuing, this is not bad. But if you associate your purpose into all of these things, then there's this dissatisfaction that you're going to experience in your life. Because again, there is a deeper purpose, God, purpose that God has created you. 
And of course, at the end of the day, all we want is something that will actually last, right? If there is something that we want to put our focus on, if there is something that we want to exert every effort that we have, if there is something that we want to give our best with, it is actually something that will last. And again, the Bible said in Ecclesiastes, God set eternity in our hearts. If you want something that will actually last, then pursue God and His purpose in you because God is Alpha and the Omega. He's from beginning and to the end. Again, at the end of the day, all we want is something that will last. God's purpose is supreme. Next point is here. God's purpose is unchanging. That is the word unchanging. It means that it's, it, it, it is constant. Uh, it is constant. Hindi siya nababago. You cannot add into it. You cannot remove. It is unchanging. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 3 to 17 says that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. And verse 14 says, I know that everything God does will what? Endure forever. And nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will actually fear Him. Pastor Nikki said in his preaching, God of prudence, last week in the book of Proverbs, that the fear of God is actually the start of wisdom. So, I, again, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Everything that you know will actually, can actually fail. All the possessions that you have can actually fail. The relationship that you built for so many years with so many people can actually fail you at some point. But God and His purpose will actually endure forever. And nothing, nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. And now that I have said that to you, the enemy or the devil will try to destroy that in your life. If there's one thing that the enemy is actually good at, right? Your purpose, no enemy, is what? To kill, steal, and destroy. He will do everything in His power to kill, steal, and destroy the purpose of God in your life. If He cannot destroy it, He would actually bend it or He would actually try to replace that or offer that with the, what the world is actually offering you right now. But then again, you now are now informed and we know that the things from this world is just temporary, but we are built for eternity. Are you following? So the question here today is, do you have any distractions in pursuing God's purpose in your life? Because that is one of the things that the enemy will actually try. And the enemy will, will really dis, distract you in pursuing God's purpose in your life. In a form like, let's say, 
the enemy will try to keep you busy. Am I saying that being busy is bad? No. But you know, if our busyness will just will will make us afar from God, if our busyness will just pull us away in pursuing God's purpose in our life, then we are actually distracted. So the question here is, are you distracted today in pursuing God's purpose in your life? Again, God's purpose is unchanging. So if you don't believe this, if you don't believe in something, you will fall for anything. If you don't believe in something, you will fall easily for anything. So that's the reason why the safest place to be in. If you are, maybe you're a person that easily distracted or maybe you are now thinking, am I really, am I really pursuing the purpose of God in my life? The safest place to be in is at the center of God's will. So my question to you, my dear brothers and sisters, Lido's family, are you in the center of God's will? Are you pursuing God? Are you doing your best to improve the quality of your relationship with the Lord? Are you opening your Bibles? Are you spending your time with Him every day? Do you constantly do that? Do you pray? Ano yung, ano, yung, ano yung tone ng prayer mo? Ano yung content ng prayer mo? Again, the safest place to be in is at the center of God's will. Third point, this is my last point. God's purpose is complete. I want to say that again. God's purpose is complete. When we say complete, right? You don't have to fill in the blanks. Talking about God's purpose. You don't have to actually second guess. Is this really the purpose of God in my life? Of course, you can ask. But again, God's purpose in us is complete. Ecclesiastes 3, 17 says, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. And for there will be a time for every activity. A time to judge every day. God created you for a purpose. And God's purpose in your life is complete. You don't have to supply, okay, I think this is God's purpose for me. Or these things is God's purpose for me. When you know God and you have clearly received his purpose for you. You would understand, okay, this is God's purpose. I'm going to pursue that. Maybe your question here today, I want to know my purpose. But how? Because I have talking about God and His purpose in our life. And then, okay, Pastor Josh, Pastor Jojo, Pastor Sam, Pastor Tan, Pastor Carlo, Pastor Maggie, Pastor Jude. Then what is my purpose in life? I want to know my purpose in life. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. The question here is, are you asking? And if you are actually asking, are you asking the right kind or the right sets of questions? Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, and knock, and the door will be open 
to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And for the one who seeks, he actually finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And there are moments in our life that when we ask God, we don't actually receive the answer immediately, right? Now, the question here is this. Are you faithfully knocking? Are you faithfully asking? Are you faithfully seeking? In knowing your God-given purpose. A few years ago, there was this seminar here in our church we call What's Your Shape or The Shape Seminar. Here are some of the few things that maybe, just maybe if you could just take a look into it. Actually, you could search it in the internet, What's Your Shape or The Shape Seminar. And these are the things that would actually best describe you and could help you somehow, somehow, you know, know your God-given purpose. But before we proceed into this, I want to say this to you. It is better for you to, to really ask God and to know directly from God what is your purpose. What is, what is shape? So S-H-A-P-E. S represents spiritual gift. So it could be preaching, evangelism, mission, teaching, and service. So what, what's your spiritual gift? Are you, are you good in sharing with people? Are you good with having a relationship? Are you good approaching, you know, random people and, and start, you know, start, start preaching the gospel to them, right? So spiritual gift, H, the heart. So what's in your heart today? What are you actually, you know, what are you passionate about? Is it performing? Is it like in front of a stage, dancing and singing? Is it serving? You, know, you, you want to do, you want to arrange the chairs, you want to serve people, you want to cook, etc. Influencing, are you a social media influencer? Are you really good in really influencing other people or organizing things? You and I know if you are working in a corporate world, corporate world, people that are good in organizing is a must, right? Especially in the ministry, okay? So again, heart, is it, what's in your heart? What are you passionate about? Letter A, abilities, right? Are you artistic? Are you good in drawing? Maybe in designing? Are you good in uh, whatsoever? Like social, are you, you know, you, again, you're, you're, you're good in, in relating to other people. Are you you're more of enterprising? Are you good in business? Right? You can easily set up a business and you could actually earn from that. You just don't earn from that. You also influence other people to join you. Or are you a realistic? You like, you like doing things with your hands. Like you, you, you want to build houses. You want to move one object to another place. Again, abilities. And letter P, personality. Are you an introvert like me? Like? And then are you an extrovert? Right? Are you... Are, 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 Introvert like me, it's like, you know, uh, I have limited time with, with so many people. And then if I spend time with them and then when I go back, I needed to recharge myself. But only by myself, I need my alone time. I need my cave time. Extrovert, are you like Pastor Jun Rupa? He would really admit that he is an extrovert. He loves to be with people. He draws energy. He draws strength from, from being around people. Or ambivert and omnivert. Ambivert and omnivert are a combination of introvert and extrovert. So what's your personality? And letter E, the last of shape, experience. And where do we actually have our first experience? It is with our family. So how is 
your home? How is the condition at your home right now? Relationship. What kinds of relationship do you have or did you have? Spiritual, right? How, when, when you experience God in your life, what was the effect in you? And then also there are things that we call painful experience or things that irritate us. The things that I share, it's more of the positive. But then again, there are things that I call negative like, Ano ba yung kinapipikon ko? Ano ba yung madali ako matik off? Ano ba yung um, that, that makes me lose my patience in, easily? There is a purpose why God designed you that way. So what's your shape? And these are only the things that can actually help you to just know and define your God-given purpose. But there's no other person in the world that I could ever think of. There's no book that I could possibly even think of than you directly asking God, God, what is my God-given purpose? If you don't you know, get an answer immediately, then open your Bible. This Bible is so rich on the things that is about God and these things can actually direct you in your life and you would be able to know your God-given purpose. So maybe your question right now, okay, okay, Pastor Josh, and I already asked God and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I still don't get an answer. What happens if I don't know my God-given purpose? Maybe that's your question right now. Maybe for so long you have been a Christian, but there's this big question mark in your life. Ano nga ba talagang purpose ko? What happens if I don't know my God-given purpose? I just want to give you a clear picture, right? And I, I've learned this, you know, by watching little kids. Alam niyo yung laruan na parang box, and then may mga butas in a form of shapes, and then there is this shape that these kids needs to... You know, may mga objects in hawak. Let's say a star, a triangle, a circle, or a square. And then yun yung ilulusot nila doon sa box na yan. You're going to see in your skin. There's a, there's a picture there, okay? Now, isn't it that if that the kids know, and the kids know this, that this star, again, in a form of star, it goes into this hole, right? Na yung hole na yun is in the form of a star. Because that is the purpose of that star. And same with the circle, and same with the square, and same with the triangle. Now, what happens if that, let's say, the, the star that I'm holding, I put it in the hole that is shaped of a circle? Would you think na lulusot yung star na yun doon sa hole na circle? Of course not, right? And even if lumusot, parang, Hindi, hindi siya, hindi siya make sense. Or there's this painful process, right? Parang you need to force it. Because if, you, if you're holding a star and you put it in the hole, that is form of a star, that is so easy. And that child is so happy that they were able to do that. So what, what, what's, what's my point here? If you don't know your God-given purpose, you're going to pursue things that doesn't make sense at all. You're going to pursue things that is not actually built for you. And you'll end up disappointed, dissatisfied, and at the same time, you'll end up sad because 
why did I pursue this at the first place? I'm actually like a circle and there's this door that is in a form of a circle, but I pursue a door that is in a form of a star. I force myself into that and it doesn't make sense. And you end up getting hurt, you, get in, you end up getting frustrated and you end up you know, getting no sense of satisfaction at all. Or it becomes so meaningless. So it is imperative, it is important for you to know your God-given purpose. Because if you know now your God-given purpose, then you know what isn't. It's plain and simple. That is now the three points from the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, as I was saying, the author of Ecclesiastes, as he was narrating the story of the teacher, the experiences of the teacher, if you read that, the, the, the tone is everything is actually meaningless, right? But life is not actually without meaning. Life is not, is not actually meaningless. It becomes meaningless if you remove God in the equation. It becomes meaningless if you pursue things that are actually temporary. This is how the book of Ecclesiastes ended. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 to 14 says, Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. The author says, Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all man." For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. The two greatest commandments is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, body, and soul. It means to love God with your entirety, with everything that you have, and to love other people as yourself again there is not there's no problem in pursuing possessions there's no problem in pursuing wisdom but if you pursue these things without god in the equation then everything will actually be meaningless but if you pursue these things and in your mind as i pursue these things i want to bring glory to the lord then there's this satisfaction in your life that you're going to feel the God of purpose. Again, the three points from the book of Ecclesiastes. God's purpose is supreme. It is high than any purpose that there is. God's purpose is unchanging. It is constant, right? And God's purpose is complete. You don't have to fill in the blanks. You don't have to second guess what, what is God's purpose in your life. I want to end with this. There is a God-shaped void in our hearts that only God can fill. Again, the example ko po kanina, like the toy, there is this God-shaped void in our hearts and we pursue this so many things and we try to fill that void in our hearts with the things that is temporary, with what the world is actually offering. But then again, there is this God-shaped void in our hearts that only God can Feel. Maybe that's your question today, right now. Pastor Josh, 
now I understand that God is a God of purpose, that He created me for a purpose. Now I should be living my life with a sense of a direction or with a purpose. But to begin with, Pastor Josh, I don't even know who God is. I don't have a relationship with Him. That's fine. And that is perfectly fine. And you are the right moment right now because this is the time that you could actually get to receive God in your life because now you know that there is a God-shaped void in your hearts that only God can fill. And for those people, maybe you have already have a relationship with the Lord, but for some reason, His purpose for you is not yet clear or maybe you're having a second guess. Again, maybe you have filled your heart with so many things. But all you need is the Lord in your life. So my question to you is this. Do you need Jesus in your life? Today, not tomorrow, not the next few hours, not next week, but do you need Jesus in your life? And are you ready to hear God's purpose in your life?